Welcome to Binge Breakthrough, the podcast designed to help you finally break through the barriers that keep you stuck feeling out of control around food. I'm Master Certified Coach Jane Pilger, and I want you to know that no matter how long you've been struggling or what you've tried, food freedom is possible, and I'm here to show you how. After years of therapy, eating disorders treatment, restrictive diets, and reading all the books, I was still stuck in the on-again, off-again cycle of restricting and binging until I was able to see it all from a new perspective that changed everything. Each week, I will share the strategies, tools, and mindset that allowed me to overcome my decades-long battle with binge eating. Your journey to body trust starts now. Let's dive in. Hello, trusted listener. Welcome to Binge Breakthrough. I consider you a trusted listener because I trust that you are listening to this podcast for a reason. I trust that you are going to hear something today that is insightful and impactful on your journey with food. So today we're going to be talking about knowing your warning signs. This is so important when it comes to binge eating. It's so important to know your warning signs because that's exactly warning signs. It's signs something is coming. If we can know the signs, know that something might be coming, then we can potentially do something to address these signs and these signals before things get worse than they need to get. So I'm going to share with you today an analogy that will, I think, really bring things together. This is one of my favorite analogies to use as it relates to the topic of binge eating because I find it so powerful. In general, the brain really loves analogies. The brain loves stories. The brain loves when we can really think about things in a new way or a way that is really clear and understandable. And so that's what we're going to do today. Now, so many people, when it comes to binge eating, so many people focus on food as the problem. So they're thinking about what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat. If I could just figure the food part out, then everything would be fine. And I used to do this too. I remember thinking, if I, if somebody could just cook for me every single meal, somebody could just cook for me, then I would never have to worry about it. Or um, if somebody would just tell me whether they cook, I mean, if they cooked for me, it would be a bonus. But if somebody would just tell me exactly what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat, then that would be amazing. If I never had to leave my house and I just had food delivered to me, if I could just literally control every single thing about my environment. And that's what so many of us try to do, right? It's like, well, I'll just, I'll just won't be around these foods. I won't go to these places where this food exists. I talked about this last week on the podcast about making your life small, where we make it small. No, I just can't be around those foods. I can't be around those situations where food is present. I just won't go out to eat. I won't go to parties. I won't do this thing. We focus on the food. But I am here to tell you the food is not the problem. I believe it's the symptom. So here is my favorite analogy for you. I believe that our binges are like lights on the dashboard. So imagine this, you're driving down down the road and a light comes on on your dashboard. You know that that light means 
something's going on. Something needs to be addressed. So the binge is the light on the dashboard. It's not the problem itself. The problem, when when you're in your car and a light comes on your dashboard, the problem isn't the light. We don't go trying to fix the light. We don't go trying to replace the dashboard. We don't go trying to just put duct tape over the dashboard and, and pretend that nothing happened. No, we're like, oh, something's happening. There's something going on in the car that needs to be addressed. We don't think, oh, my car's broken. It's defective. Now, maybe in a very unique situation, if you, for example, you bought a car and it's had a lot of issues or a lot of lights come on, you might think it's defective. But for the vast majority of us who regularly care for and maintain our cars, we don't think our car is defective when a light comes on. We think, oh, I might need to address this. So there's, let's think about this with a car. There are a number of different lights that could come on. If you think about the last time a light came on in your car, it might've been a number of different things. It might've been, let's say it was the fuel light. So you knew exactly what it meant. You know what that light meant. You knew how long it was gonna be until there was trouble. The newer cars these days will literally tell you exactly how many miles. So this is what I do. My car, my fuel light comes on and I switch over to the screen that tells me how many miles until there's really trouble. I know how long I can go until I really need to get gas. So that light is just kind of like, hey, pretty soon you're going to need some gas. Doesn't mean danger right away, but if I ignore it, there's going to be a problem. There might be, uh, let's say a light came on and I'm like, oh, I know what this light is, but I don't really know if this means there's a problem. So for example, in your car, this would be like the tire pressure light. So I don't know if this happens where, I don't know if this happens everywhere. So I can only give you my own personal experience. But for me, when the weather first gets really cold, starting in kind of like the fall winter time, the my tire pressure light in the first few days where it's cold, my tire pressure light will come on. And I don't really know why that is. I am sure somebody who knows more about weather and atmospheric pressure and all of the things could tell me. But so sometimes my tire pressure light comes on and I'm like, hmm, you know what? This could mean that maybe it's this is just because the temperature is a little colder and as it gets warmer, that light might go off because that certainly has happened in the past. This could mean, um, this could mean there's a, this could mean there's a, um, a, a nail in my tire and really pretty soon I'm, I'm going to need to address it. I can't just keep driving around with a nail in my tire. This could mean my tire is very low. It could mean my tire's flat. There's a number of different things that this low prior tire pressure light could mean. There's also, let's say, but I know what to do with that. If the tire pressure light comes on, generally, what do I do? I take it to the tire store and I'm like, hey, light came on. Will you check this out for me? Because I don't want to just be like, oh, it'll be fine. It's probably just because, now I usually do this for maybe a day. It's probably just because it's cold. If I know this is the very first cold day, it probably will go away. But if it doesn't, or if it's not, there hasn't been a big change in weather, or if I know I've been driving somewhere where maybe there were nails or screws, I'm going to take it to the tire store. 
Next example would be the oil light comes on. I know what that means. I see the light. I know what it means. I have no idea what to do when the oil light comes on, how to address it myself. Some people would be like, oh, no problem. Open up the hood, change the oil. Here's the oil that I bought. I know exactly what type of oil I want to use. I don't know these things. So I would take it into the shop. There might also be a time where you have a bunch of lights that come on and you have no idea. But what you do know is, oh, I got to get this addressed right away. This needs an expert. So you take it to the shop. So when your lights come on in your car, you sometimes you know what to do. Sometimes you don't know what to do. Sometimes you know what those lights mean and sometimes you don't. But my guess is you probably address them because you know if you don't address them sooner or later, your car, something is going to happen to your car. It might break down. It might just stop. It might not work smoothly and efficiently over a long period of time. We kind of know what to do. We don't think it's defective. It's broken. We don't just give up and leave the car in the driveway, never to drive it again. Ah, well, light came on. Might as well. It's over. We don't do that. We don't just put duct tape over the dashboard and keep driving it, pretending nothing was really wrong with the car. So it's so important that we just see these lights. If we can see our binges, this is a light on my dashboard. This is a warning. We kind of can start to get to see this. Okay, this needs, something needs to be addressed. So what we want to do is figure out what is causing the lights to go on in the first place. It's the same thing that we do in the car, right? It's like, what's what's causing this to go on? Oh, I'm low on fuel. Oh, I haven't replaced the oil in a while. Oh, the battery needs to be replaced. Whatever it is, sometimes, like in a car, it's easy and it's straightforward. Sometimes it takes looking at other resources. Like if we're using the car analogy, you've got to like get out the handbook and say, what does that light even mean? I don't know. So sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes you need to take it into an expert. And oftentimes what we want to do is look under the hood to see what's going on. We want to figure out what is making the lights go on. We want to address the issue so that the lights will stay off for an extended period of time and the car will function as smoothly and as efficiently as possible. So it's the same thing for you. When you have a binge, we want to figure out what is making these lights go on. We want to address it. We want to look under the hood so that we can take care of whatever is causing those lights to go on. So if you've been listening to me for a while, you may know that I believe there are eight reasons why people binge. These reasons, number one, shame and judgment. Number two, restriction. Number three, a dysregulated nervous system. Number four, disconnection from the body. Number five, it's a coping mechanism. We use it to cope. Number six, an attempt to control. We're trying to control something, our environment, our bodies. Number seven, it's a habit. We've been doing it a long time. And number eight, our internal dialogue. And if you want to get a deeper dive into these eight reasons, you can go back and visit 
some of my very first episodes on this podcast where I I dive into each one of these a little bit deeper. But there is a reason that the number one reason is shame and judgment. So shame and judgment, I like to think about shame and judgment. It's the 50 pound weight that is on top of the hood of our car. So in order to really get to the root cause, what's going on? What is causing this in the first place? We need to look under the hood. What's causing these lights to come on on the dashboard? We need to look under the hood. We can't look under the hood if there's a 50 pound weight on our dashboard. And I believe that shame and judgment are the 50 pound weight. We can't even, we can't even open the hood to look under it. So number one, it's so important. We have to be willing to set aside shame and judgment. Shame and judgment sounds like I'm terrible. I'll never figure this out. I'm broken. If we can set that aside long enough to get shift into curiosity, what is going on? What's going on under the hood? As soon as we can open the hood, which means we set aside shame and judgment, we can open the hood, then we start looking at the rest of those reasons. So we want to get to know what are your warning signs? What do they look like? What are the lights on your dashboard? Now, everyone's will be different. So if you think back to what you know for yourself, see if you can play back the last two binges that you had. In your mind, play it back. What was going on? What was going on right before? Were there factors that were similar between both of those times? If we're not even thinking very specifically about those two times, what about your patterns? What patterns do you know for yourself? So then we get curious about the warning signs. Could be a number of things. It might be emotions, certain emotions your body just doesn't like to feel, or that over time, your brain has kind of paired this emotion with the act of binging. So for me, it used to be overwhelm. Absolutely. Overwhelm was very much tied to binging. The other thing you might think about is like situations. Are there certain situations that you know maybe your brain has kind of um, tied to binging? Maybe it's the feeling of overwhelm. It's stress. It's anxiety. Maybe it's um, fatigue. Maybe it's extreme hunger. Maybe it's being by yourself. What are your warning signs? So it's really important to just know, start to really get familiar with this, become aware. As you know, awareness is so important in this whole process. But what we have to be careful about thinking, we have to be careful just thinking, well, if I just avoid these things, then I'll never binge again. Because it's not possible to avoid stress, worry, overwhelm, uncertainty, sadness, because you are a human. Every human will feel all of these emotions sometimes. So the answer, instead of thinking, well, I just need to not feel those things, we want to get under the hood and we want to work on expanding our emotional capacity, which is our ability to be with any emotion. So some people make the mistake of thinking a particular food or a particular situation is the warning sign. So if they can just avoid the food or avoid that situation altogether, then they won't binge. This is a lot of what I talked about last week 
in making your life small. This is what we're doing. We're just avoiding altogether. Well, then that way I won't binge. But the problem with this approach is it keeps all of the power with the food or the social situation. It has you feeling unsafe and not trusting yourself in these scenarios. So the key then is to develop safety and trust with yourself and with food. And then when you have that safety and that trust with yourself and with food, then you can be around any food or in any situation and know that you can handle it. You will also know your own self and your body well enough to make sure that you have enough fuel in the tank, that you change your oil regularly and you get your annual inspections and maintenance so that your personal vehicle can operate as smoothly and as efficiently as possible. So I recently developed this tool that I use with my clients. It's a five-point inspection tool that's designed to help you get under the hood and look at the five primary areas that often cause that dashboard light of binging to come on. So a lot of people say, I don't know why, or this is just what I always do. I don't really understand. I don't know why. I don't know what I'm looking at when I try to get under the hood. I just, I just don't know. But I want you to know there is always a very good reason why you do what you do with food. The light wouldn't come on if there was not something going on underneath the hood. So we need to get under the hood to get to the root of the issue and solve for it so the light doesn't come on again. Remember, we can't get under the hood if we're in shame and judgment. See your binges as warning lights. Get curious. Open the hood to figure out what is causing them to go on. And over time, what will happen is that you will start to become familiar with your warning signs, what you need to do to address them. Now, remember, your car isn't defective when a warning light comes on and you aren't defective when you binge. Get curious, get under the hood and see if you can figure out how it makes sense. Now, you might be like me in that when I open the hood of a car, All I see are parts that mean nothing to me. I could not get rid of a light on my own vehicle dashboard on my own unless it was the low fuel light. That one I've got covered. But if any other light comes on, I don't know what to do. I can open the hood of the car and I can stare, but that is the extent of my knowledge. I need to take my car somewhere to have them help me figure out what's going on and what needs to be addressed to get that light to come off and get my car operating smoothly and efficiently. Now, that may be the case for you, and there is nothing wrong with that. It's okay that I don't know how to service my own car because I know who to take it to when the lights come on. So if you aren't quite sure how to address your own dashboard lights when it comes to your eating struggles, or if you've been trying to do it on your own, but those lights keep coming on, perhaps it's time to take your car in. Just like with your car, you have plenty of options when it comes to getting service. 
You want to find someone that you trust and you know will take really good care of your car. Someone who knows what they're doing and who will help you address your concerns so that you know your vehicle will run smoothly and efficiently for a long time. So if you're looking for help and support with searching under the hood and addressing those dashboard lights, this is exactly what I do. Whether we work together one-on-one or in a group, I will help you understand why your lights are coming on and how to get them to go off. And I will give you the tools and the resources to help you figure this out on your own should the lights come back on at any point. My Cultivate group program is currently open and we start on February 1st. And if you want hands-on support in knowing and addressing your warning signs, now is the time to sign up. So you can find out more and sign up at janepilger.com forward slash cultivate. Now, I have always known that I am not good with cars and I really don't know much when it comes to looking under the hood of an automobile. But when it comes to the dashboard lights of binge eating and looking under the hood, I would consider myself an expert in this area. I can help you understand how it makes sense, why your lights are coming on, and how to address what's happening under the hood so that those lights will turn off. So remember, your binges are your lights on the dashboard. We just need to get under the hood to see what's going on. And remember that shame and judgment will keep your hood locked down. We cannot get under the hood through shame and judgment. So get to know your signs. Get to know your lights, how to address them. And as you do this, your personal vehicle will run more smoothly and efficiently. All right, that's what I have for you this week. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Binge Breakthrough. If you would like personalized guidance, insight, and support to implement the tools, skills, and concepts you are learning on this podcast, I have just what you need. Cultivate an entirely new relationship with yourself and with food alongside other women who know and understand your struggles. Coaching, connection, and change are waiting for you. Spots are limited, so sign up today. Find out more at janepilger.com forward slash cultivate.